This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's got Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is gone and Dean's got work. What? Why the poop face? Come back, bitch and This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every goddamn episode of Supernatural we can get, get our hands wow. on because we love it. That's right. We are rated E for explicit. We are rated T for get your teens out of here. We're too old for teens. <laughs> That's what D stands for, right, Chris? Yeah, I guess so, Jeremy. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm a little confused, but I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad. What's what's up? What's, what are you confused about? Sam or Dean? Um, just can, the whole... Just the whole E and T thing, you know, it sort of threw me off a little bit, but um, that's okay because I'm usually sort of off guard when I'm around you. That's true. I always surprise you with these intros. Like, we've been yeah. talking very calmly for 30 minutes and I just threw some crazy shit at you and you never mm-hmm. know how to handle it. It's it's very, honest, very it's disarming. One, one of my favorite parts of this episode, of this podcast, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I bet you love it. So, um, how are you, my dude? I'm doing well. Um, I'm doing especially well because we are just... $39 at the time of this recording uh, away from our next Patreon goal because we had a uh, one, another backer come in whose name is oh lord I should have had this up beforehand which is a really <laughs> long name and it's probably some some you know it's probably like a family name or something it's probably who that for is for sure yeah um it is not in that screen on Patreon where did they hide this stuff from you me? could just That's edit easy. out the the searching uh, from Joseph, Joseph Hufford. Thank you, Joseph. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thank Joseph, you. Joseph is getting us closer to covering those first comic books where we want to see hashtag mean baby Dean. I want to see some angry Dean in my life. And Chris, how I'm about pretty you? Excited. I'm pretty excited. I, you know, I, I, I never thought that we'd get this close and here we are. And so. here we are. Yeah. We've, we've <laughs> got, we've got big goals, big dreams, and we're accomplishing them. Uh, but what we're here to do today is talk about two episodes of Supernatural that I like a whole lot. Uh, can you catch us up until then? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sh- assuming that you have written something down after you complained about yourself not writing it down last week. Um, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. we're we're given totally. a couple of really stupid but really entertaining episodes, uh, and I don't mean stupid. I guess I don't mean stupid in a bad way, but just mm-hmm. these episodes, the last episodes, were real goofy. But they managed to just be really entertaining, and that's the same thing we're getting this week. But uh, long story short, we we have found out that uh, Sam is missing his soul, and Castiel knows of a way to get it back. Um, hold on, no, that's not true. I'm I'm actually very confused now. Uh, <laughs> what did what what did they do last in the time? last two episodes? <laughs> I remember Cage Heap, and then I thought that they were getting his soul back, but that's not what they were doing. No, that's the first episode we're covering this week. So Cage Heap oh. was uh, Samuel, their grandfather, betraying them so that he can get his daughter, because Crowley promised to get uh, Mary Winchester, Samuel's daughter, and Sam and Dean's mom back from wherever she is, which oh, seems like okay. a bad plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So last time on Supernatural, we learned that the motivations for everything <laughs> happening in season six are pretty weak and pretty flimsy, but you know, they're good and we're here for them anyway. Uh, and there actually might be some more going on than I first realized, but Sam is missing his soul. We're trying to get it back. Um, but through everything that they've gone through, which includes up to, and including realizing that Samuel betrayed them all. And that Crowley has now been seemingly defeated by Castiel. Um, we know that Sam's soul is down in, 
in Lucifer's cage and it's just being having the shit beat out of it and things are not mm-hmm. looking good for him. Um, but here we are. And, and Sam is like, I think he, he decided he didn't want his soul back because it would destroy him and he knows it. Um, but here we are. That was really, really bad. That was pretty good, man. I'm, I'm into that. I think you did. All right. I mean, you forgot to mention that Sam decided he doesn't want his soul back because Castiel told him that it was bad and damaged, but I mean, you got most of it. It was, <laughs> I'm really feeling off my game now. <laughs> Don't, Chris. You're you're perfect. You're wonderful. Everybody loves you. They tell me all the time. That is not true. All right. So tell me about this episode. The first episode we're going to cover today is Appointment and Samara. Samara? That's probably how you say that. It's written by Sarah Gamble and Robert Singer and directed by Mike Roll. It aired on December 10th on, of 2010. Dean seeks out Death to help get Sam's soul back. Death tells Dean he will help Sam if Dean will agree to act as Death for 24 hours. Meanwhile, Sam decides he doesn't want his soul back and asks Balthazar for a protective spell to keep his soul out of his body. Balthazar tells him he needs the blood of his for his father for the spell to work, and since John Winchester is dead, Sam decides Bobby is the next best thing. Um... Yeah, this thing, these are just spelling out all of the twists and turns you'd really want to talk about and say, hey, podcast, are we going to have to stop reading the synopsis of these? We we might have to stop reading the synopsis if they're <laughs> going to keep being like this. I mean, I'm, it's not exactly like there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this along with the show that don't know the, say, the, the plot points or, of this stuff. And most people, I think, are watching the show um, along with this or have watched the show before. So it's not like this is going to be a surprise to anybody. But still, it feels like it ruins a little bit of the momentum of the show when you just straight up say, like, oh, Sam's going to try to kill Bobby. Like, that happens yeah. 35 minutes into this episode. <laughs> Even though that was, I think, like all they teased in the in the uh, trailer, the commercial for for this episode when it first aired, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on, Sam? Why are you doing that? What the heck?" I am constantly amazed at your memory for the individual episode commercials of Supernatural during this time frame. Yeah, I was really anything that happened in this season, but you could name check the commercials. Yeah, (laughs) I was really really hyped about season six because I just had so many questions that I needed answered. We do have a lot of questions, and they're slowly but surely doling out those answers, which I can really appreciate. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I it's 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 I'm ha- I'm still having fun with this th- this season. We uh we had kind of a bummer of an episode last week. We covered um, I've already forgotten the name of it, <laughs> and I've written it. Oh no, Cage T. You just said it today. Um, where we kind of didn't particularly like some of the way that that episode planned out, but I th- I think this one specifically is is very good. Yeah, this is good stuff. Um, so shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Our, uh, our previously on, our then, um, it, it re- reminds us that death exists and is like an actual person that likes pizza in this universe, and that uh, Sam's soul is a big steaming turd in hell. And that's pretty much it that we need to know, right? Yeah. So I like when they do cold opens that are about Sam or Dean. Uh, and this one is about Dean going to meet somebody. He, he's kind of going up into this restaurant. He asks to see somebody, the person that, you know, buzzes him in he goes up some stairs into an apartment in the back it's real dingy not looking too great and he meets up with this doctor who um reveals that you know he used to patch up john winchester all the time back in the day back when he had his medical license and this this doctor man uh he dr robert is his name he reveals that he used to patch up john winchester all the time back when he had his medical license but now he does not have his medical license and he's practicing out of a shitty apartment complex and we find out in a few minutes that Dean is trying to be medically killed. 
He's trying to be flatlined. Yeah. Anybody seen the movie Flatliners out there? Come on, that's my jam. I love that shit. <laughs> Let me just kill you for a few minutes. I promise I'll bring you back. <laughs> Who would you trust with that? This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, this this place is pretty gross. And uh, d- the Dr. Robert and his uh, creepy goth uh, assistant is are very great. Dr. Robert is the, is, is the great... Um, I keep wanting to say Ben Edlund, but I don't think it's Ben Edlund. Who is the guy that plays Freddy Krueger? Uh, ben something ah. or another. Like, not I don't know. <laughs> One of my there's a, there's a lot of really good jokes in here. Like Dean being really really nervous about getting this procedure done, and he gets real nervous when he sees the assistants. So I was kind of thinking, like right up until the we it's revealed that he wants to be flatlined, that uh, he was ha- having some sort of weird junk surgery performed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's like his junk got cursed. Like when that witch cursed <laughs> Sam's junk. <laughs> yeah, but it definitely seems like like it's leading into something more sinister. I mean, being killed with the potential of like not coming back is pretty bad but um it just makes it seem like something shady is gonna go on here these people could be bad in some way something bad is gonna happen to dean but no that's not really what's happening here um he so yeah he he is medically killed he shows up as a ghost and then he calls out to a reaper to test i guess yeah pretty much they uh, he he walks downstairs and Tess is there, and of course Tessa is. Is it Tess or Tessa? Because I was kind of thinking Tessa, but maybe I'm totally no. Wrong. I have no clue. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with what I wrote in my notes last night, which was probably not. The, we should probably just actually go look it up. But um, yeah, Tessa is there, and of course, listeners probably remember Tessa as uh, Dean's own personal reaper. We first met in season two, episode one, when Dean was on the de- on his deathbed. Then, and, yeah. Uh, well, she when tri- you die as many times as as Dean Winchester, <laughs> you need your own personal reaper. You gotta, you gotta have your own. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've got a break guy. I've got a. I've got a death guy, and I've got a car guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've got. I've got guys for everything in my life. You gotta have them. You gotta have them. Um, so he basically just wants to talk to death, and is kind of insisting that that she show him to death, uh, and she refuses because she's not a goddamn idiot. Uh, and death just shows up behind him anyway. So, yeah. Um, obviously, death is. He's one of the best characters in Supernatural. This guy still has so much presence, and he he, he just kicks some ass. Um, but yeah, Death shows up, and and Dean essentially tries to leverage Death's ring from season five, lest, lest we forget that they defeated the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, except for Death, who gave him his power ring, whatever. Uh, Dean tries to, to leverage that against uh, Death to have him bring back Sam's soul and somebody else. He mentioned some other name that I'm not really sure of. I've never heard of it. I want to... <laughs> I want to talk about this because, uh, first off, death completely dismisses this leverage thing. Of like, you don't really you 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 don't think I'm I, I know where you hid this ring, Dean. Like, I'm not that fucking yeah. stupid. I am literally death and infinite in this universe. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, second, he he proposes a choice to Dean. Um, or no, I don't think we're quite there yet. But yeah, just, just this is just just so fucking great to me. Death proposes a choice to Dean and says, uh, "I can either get your 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 brother's soul, Sam's soul, or I can get your other brother's soul, Adam's soul." And Dean kind of waits a beat, and you can tell he's like really confused about this. And then he he asks another question, and, and and Death is basically like, "But don't worry, if I get Sam's soul and it's damaged, I could build a wall in his mind, and everything will be okay." And <laughs> Dean just thinks he's like, "So the di- so I guess the decision is between Sam having no soul and Sam having this soul, and maybe me- and maybe going crazy later." And I'm like. Or mm-hmm. Adam, <laughs> there's a third or choice. Adam. Or Adam, <laughs> he just I mean, immediately I was, forgets about it. 
up until then, I was trying to maintain that, that Adam wasn't actually in the cage if Michael had sent him off to heaven beforehand, but uh, nope, I guess nope. not. Still there, poor Adam, who just got pulled in by, into all of this for just because his you know, dad liked to sleep around with some nice women. Yeah. That's, that's That was his, yeah. his only connection to all this, and that sucks for them. Sucks pretty hard. Um, but it, Death says he'll do it, uh, but he'll do it for a price because, uh, and that price is Dean wearing the ring and becoming Death for twenty four hours, uh, yeah. which which seems like uh, an easy thing to do. To, to be honest with you, yeah, he starts to say like, "Hey, um, there's something. There's some stipulation to this. Whatever." He's about to say something, and then Dean gets pulled back to life. Yeah, Freddy Krueger has uh, kept him under for seven minutes and really thought that he had killed him for good and seems totally unconcerned about the whole thing, if that's the case. <laughs> that's just his jam. He's been operating on the black market for so long. You've just It is what it is. It's not great. Um, what is also not great is Sam's reaction to this. Uh, Sam already was fearing the idea of putting this damaged soul back in his body. And now that Dean is going off and making deals with death in order to get it back, he's, he's very, he's very angry at Dean about this. Yeah. Um, but he like tentatively agrees or he says that he agrees with this just so that Dean can kind of go, uh, go off and, and complete this mission, leaving Sam alone for a little while. And of course, you know, Dean's response to this is, of course, I, I'm your moral g- guidance system in all of this, which is a terrible thing for Dean to be for anybody. But in this case, it actually works out because <laughs> Sam literally has no soul. Uh, but yeah. Dean basically says, like, you, you can't be trusted with this decision. You have you don't have the capacity or the empathy or the sympathy for humans to understand this because you literally have no soul. So you're right. going to have to trust me on all this. And um, yeah, so he's just like, oh, hey, my dude for sure uh but it's so clearly like a a bluff like he he's he's up to something and we're gonna see that in a few minutes but first you know dean's gotta put on the ring and and unceremoniously just pop that sucker on and just get to work well i do want to talk about where they hid the ring though because sam goes to try to find it and it's just buried out in bobby's yard like that was the supreme hiding place we're just gonna dig a hole in bobby's you know salvage yard and put it in the ground (laughs) I don't understand how hunters are so consistently portrayed as being intelligent when, like, most of them are just, like, dudes who had their girlfriends killed. Like, why are they all suddenly, like, geniuses? That was supposed to be, like, Sam's thing. Was it, like, he went to Smamford. He went to this fake college that his dad designed. So, like, he's a little bit smarter than your average hunter. But, like, what about him? How'd Bobby get so smart? From books? (laughs) I read a lot of books, but I'm not that smart. I mean, he re- he reads a lot of lore books, though. I don't know if you read lore books true. or not, Chris. I'm just reads reading up on, like, Witcher lore. lore. It's usually not, like, true lore. Oh, man, that Witcher lore is good stuff, though. It is good for good stuff. When, they, when um, they kidnapped all those princesses and, like, did weird experiments on them to see if they... Because they thought they were all born under the eclipse or something, and that was that was all fucking weird. And that one of one of them turns into like a vengeance person and tries to kill that wizard in a tower. I'm all into this Witcher shit right now that I'm reading the yeah. books. I'm, I'm gonna be. Got, I'm gonna have to go and replay this game. On. Yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> Witcher chat, y'all. Um. Anyway, so Dean goes and gets this ring out of a f- literal fucking hole in the ground. Uh, puts it on and is just like you said, totally unceremoniously. Like there's no build up or anything to this. He just puts on the ring and is zapped to uh, what looks like, you know, downtown Vancouver to me. I don't know exactly where it is. It's yeah. a very urban That's episode, where, though. <laughs> yes, it is very urban. 
Uh, yeah, he puts this ring on, and now it's just like, okay, well, get get to work, Dean. You got to start killing people. And this is actually this sequence is like kind of dark, but also kind of funny. It's 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 definitely dark, and it's definitely funny. I uh, I think it's really really entertaining. Uh, I, I like this setup a lot. It could be it could feel a lot gimmickier than it does, but I actually mm-hmm. really really enjoyed this. Uh, the whole idea is for uh, and as Tessa shows up and, and lays this out for Dean. Uh, basically she has a list of people that are going to die. He has to touch them so that they die and then he has to kill them by touching them. She's going to then reap the soul and then that soul is going to go on to wherever she's not going to show him the list. Uh, he has to do it, do it all or else the, the, this bet or this, you know, this agreement, this payment is null and void and death won't go get Sam's soul, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So this is all really, really good. And of course they start them off small, right? They start them off with a obvious, easy, easy kill. Yeah. It's a, it's a guy who's robbing a convenience store, threatening to kill a child. And you're like, okay, that guy's got it coming. Uh, so when Dean, uh, touches him, the guy ends up getting shot and, uh, well, actually <laughs> the guy gets shot and then Dean doesn't touch him for a minute because <laughs> hey, he's like, wait, if I just leave, he's just, he's an incredible pain right now. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> But eventually he touches him and uh, immediately the man has just left his body. He's, he's just a ghost now. And he says, why? And he's like, well, it's because you're a bit of a dick. Meanwhile, uh, Sam has done some crazy wizard spell. and yeah, uh, Sam's summoned... doing magic again. Sam is doing magic again. <laughs> Drink every time Sam does magic. <laughs> does a demon blizzy count as magic? Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, he has summoned the... Uh, cast outcast angel Balthazar. The last time we saw Balthazar, he was collecting angel weapons and basically hawking them on the black market, which is to humanity in exchange for mm-hmm. people's souls. So, like, literally, an angel doing some straight up demon shit, which is which is pretty yeah. pretty nasty. Um, I at the time when we when we first met Balthazar, I, I made some comments about how I didn't particularly like his character, and I kind of still don't, which makes me think that again he's a well written <laughs> character. So I'm going to give props to Balthazar where he deserves it because this dude is a slime bag. Yeah, he. Uh, it's funny. I was just waiting. I was like, Sam, say his name, Sam, say his name, so I can write it down. And say it's Balthazar. That's right. That's his name. I totally <laughs> forgot what it was. But in Sam's like second line, he's like Balthazar. <laughs> can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> and Balthazar can. Uh, Sam wants to know a spell that can keep a soul out of its vessel. Um, and this is interesting. He's like, to me. Ooh, boy, you gotta be real fucked up for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is interesting to me because I it, up until this point, I just assumed that uh, vessels were something that you only really were only in play when it wasn't your body. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't wouldn't consider my body being a vessel for my soul. Uh, but apparently that's what that's what how this all works. Uh, yeah. So Balazar tells him it's possible, but uh, it requires a it requires one to scar the body or to um, does he say pollute it so bad that yeah it ref- whatever you that just it refuses you, exactly you do something so bad to your vessel that a soul a human soul would refuse to go back into it because um, you know spells magic stuff like that and of patricide course. is is the key here but obviously um <laughs> sam, sam can't kill his blink. father because he did that figuratively years ago when he went to college yep. so his his, he, his father's been dead for years both literally and figuratively the next best thing is bobby 
the next next thing is Bobby. I like that Sam doesn't even fucking blink. By the way, he's like, "Oh, uh, my my father's been dead for years. What are you talking about?" And he's like, "No, no, no, that's okay." Balthazar's line here of um, "It needs to be blood of the father, but your father doesn't need be blood." I think is is kind of yeah. clever. Like that's a pretty that's it's a, a pretty good, good turn of phrase. It's a good line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know you can see the the light going in Dean and Sam's eyes, and because we have read the synopsis of the episode, we all know that he's going to go off and kill Bobby, which yeah. is some. As much as I've liked Solo Sam up till now, this is some pretty egregious shit. <laughs> Solo I Sam. still, I still love the way that Solo's not love. I like the way that Solo Sam is portrayed here because mm-hmm. even when he's doing the deed, he's like, "Hey, man, sorry," but like, got to do it. He doesn't it's sound, for me. He doesn't. He doesn't sound like he's sorry, but he also doesn't sound like he wants to kill Bobby. He's just like, "Hey, man, like you've been good to me, but like, but like this will be better for me if you're dead." <laughs> What have you done for me lately, Bobby? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> <laughs> Sam just not being mad about all of this, like not being emotional at all, I think is one of my favorite things, right? Like this, yeah. him just kind of dryly and emotionlessly, yeah, okay, cool. I, I get it. Yeah, the blood of my father. Okay, cool. Father can't be blood. All right, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, so we we go back to Dean, and uh, Dean has stumbled on a uh, heart attack in the park waiting to happen. And, of course, that's exactly what does happen, which is another pretty yeah. simple kill for Dean. And when this dude shows up... I love and, this exchange. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, he, the guy asked why. And, uh, well, first, the guy says, he, the guy's like, oh, man, what happened? And he's like, do you think it was the pizza? And he goes, oh, yeah, probably. And Dean says, where'd you get that, by the way? Is that a local place? <laughs> 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 if the dude says why after Dean kills him, he goes, you think maybe it was the extra cheese? That's what <laughs> it the was. the response of, yeah, worth it, though. <laughs> of course. Of course it's worth it. <laughs> and then he asks, like, what it all means. And Dean says, everything is dust in the wind. And the dude is like, really? A Kansas song? That sucks. And then he is just reaped off to replant. Yep. I love Tessa throwing shade too because Tessa, as soon as he says the everything is the dust in the wind line, just looks at this dude and says, Sorry, he's new. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. Um, we're gonna we're gonna cut back and forth a lot in this episode. Yeah. This is one of those, you know, A plot, B plot kinda kinda episodes. Uh, Sam is gonna show back up at Bobby's and they're gonna play some cards and there's gonna be some really, really tense uh, will they like will Sam want Sam? And there's some really funny and it shouldn't be funny because it should be scary, but Sam eyeing the room to look up like potential weapons that he can use when Bobby has his back turned, I think is really, really funny. Yeah. There's a lot of goofy stuff here. And you want to know, I, I, t- I kind of rushed through my notes with Dean because it feels very much, you might disagree with me, but it just feels very much like, yeah, okay. That's, this is what Dean would do. Correct. Like Dean wouldn't kill the kid. And then he would like all of, mm-hmm. for some reason, it just seemed so by the books to me. Not, like not a single event that happened during Dean's time with death. See, I don't know. For whatever reason, it has never impacted me in any meaningful way. It's always just like, yeah, okay. Like, even though it's supposed to be super sad, I've always just seen it as like, well, eventually he's going to come around. Like, of course he is. Yep. All right, here we go. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I'm not, I, I am also not shocked at anything that happens in Dean's plotline. Um, because it's, it's classic Dean. It's Dean mm-hmm. being willfully ignorant and, and prideful and stubborn and dead set and doing things his own way. And then 
realizing that that caused more harm than it would have if he had just gone along with what he was supposed to do to begin with, and then feeling a, such an intense amount of shame and embarrassment at that that he then goes back and try to fix it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is pretty much supernatural, like season one, two, and three, four <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. what was playing out on the screen. Uh, yeah. And the form, and, and here is the, and, and here is this the decision that he has to make, right? Like there's this little girl, 12 year old girl who has, um, I think a heart condition and he's supposed to kill her and he doesn't because he refuses. And, uh, the outcome of this is a series of events where the nurse that was supposed to help her during the operation gets killed or gets into a car accident. They need the doctor that would have done the operation, but since she's miraculously healed because D didn't kill her, the doctor just, I guess, left on vacay because he had no other heart conditions to, to, to do yeah. that day. Um, and so, like, this this chick ends up dying, and Dean has to watch the the husband, now widow, of, of this woman, this nurse, you know, come in and find her dead. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's very affecting. But like you're saying, not surprising at all. Like, this is exactly what I would expect Dean to do through and through in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, should we follow Dean's storyline up until sort of its end and then come back to Sam? Yeah, we can do that. So, um, I do, I do want to say, I, I like where this goes. I like the conversation that, that comes out of it towards the end, but obviously Dean decides after that, that he needs to go and set things right. Or is that the last thing that he does? It's the, it's the last thing that he does. Um, okay. Because and and I want to talk about this too because he ends up never doing it I don't think which is kind of a bummer uh, oh no he does I'm sorry he does yeah, uh, yeah. I was thinking about something else uh, but him his his apology his like half hearted apology to the nurse once he finally takes the nurse uh, as she's in the ER you know being operated on and she mm-hmm. she kind of looks at him is like wait this was it and he's like I'm so sorry and Tessa just this guilt tripping Dean, like I've never seen before. It was, yeah. it's so good saying, I, I'm sorry. You were actually supposed to live a full life and have kids and be married. But, uh, because he chose not to do that, you, you lost, you, you didn't get any of that. And I'm like, God damn, Tessa, yeah, <laughs> have some chill, please. Just incredibly hefty consequences of like guilt and remorse that will never, ever, ever be mentioned again. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, this episode's a little bit tonally weird in that way. Um, but yeah, so Dean ends up having to go and try to save the distraught uh, husband of the of the dead nurse uh, who is drinking and driving very fast. And Dean follows him into his car and is like, hey, man, you should, you know, you should stop. You should not be doing what you're doing. But the guy can't hear him because he has the ring on. And be- Dean being Dean, he's forced to take the ring off, thus losing the bet with death death that he has, but he's able to save this man from, from killing himself. Assumedly, like they both kind of wake up and they, I mean, he crashes the car because Dean literally appears out of nowhere and jerks the wheel out from under him. Um, They crash the car. Dean's fine. And we see an airbag with that other dude. So presumably (laughs) he's alive, but maybe just horribly maimed. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Maybe just (laughs) fucked up forever now. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. They, they spend a little time too with this dude, um, watching Dean scream at the air for Tessa and death and like, come take me. I lost the bet or whatever. Like it's just very, it's a very bizarre thing to have to see in in the middle of nowhere, basically. Uh, but yep. Tessa comes back and she's like, Oh yeah, you, uh, you failed. But Dean is like, well, I learned my lesson. Shucks. I'm going to put the ring back on and go and kill that little girl to set things right. And this whole thing has been about the natural order of things. Like this is mm-hmm. the whole point that they're trying to drive home with Dean. And so when he touches this little girl and, and, and kills her, 
and as she's about to be reaped by Tessa, uh, she says, why? And he says, well, there's, there's a natural order of things. And she, and the little girl responds, well, the natural order sucks. And he's like, yep, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which again is a very predictable moment with Dean. Like that's exactly what you would kind of expect out of a Dean story, but it still works mm-hmm. for me really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now he has to go and meet with death, right? Um, not quite yet. Um, because this is where he meets back up with, uh, he goes home essentially. And, uh, he, he meets back up with Sam all during this Sam and Bobby have been in this like fight for their lives, (laughs) which is, (laughs) and there's some really great shit that happens in this, in this thing. Some of it is kind of boring, but, uh, Sam tries to get the drop on Bobby. Bobby of course knows what's happening bashes sam across the face with a beer bottle and then sam collapses but like springs back up 0.5 seconds later and disappears i want to see that i want to see the footage of sam (laughs) splayed out knocked out on the ground and then springing up like spider-man like and then going out the window or whatever he does you know he's he just literally web slings away so fast that we don't see him if he can do this he is literally spider-man yeah i'm sorry i didn't realize that we were watching cw's the flash (laughs) he moves so fast i mean Jared Padalecki is what six foot five or something, so he's got to be topping like at least two hundred ten. He think he's nine foot ten, so he's got to yeah. be like at least three hundred fifty pounds at that height. So yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of mass to move with zero, with basically no time and no sound whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I guess with everything else he's been up to, he just learned some fucking speed spells that he was casting down in Bobby's basement. <laughs> Uh, you know, our Twitter today was full of um, Soulsborne slash Supernatural fan fiction, and uh, now I'm kind of curious about Super- Sam and Dean just showing up at Hogwarts one day. I bet that exists, right? Yeah, I wrote. A, I, I told you this. I wrote a Dean oh, Winchester right. Remus Lupin that's fan right. fiction. I just wrote it with did. my mouth and not with words. So I uh, yes, yes, it's not recorded anywhere, unfortunately. Unfortunately for all of us, for everybody it, involved, I think it was really good. It was really good. So. Uh, we're in Bobby's house. We're on Bobby's turf, and he knows that um, he should. He has to stop Sam. He doesn't. Bobby does at this point doesn't really know what Sam is doing, other than Sam doesn't want his soul back and is obviously willing to do just about anything for that. Yeah. So uh, Bobby makes the very weird decision to hide in the closet, which is extremely weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to see why he he does it though, because he hides in the closet. Then Sam starts hacking down the door in a very you know shining esque moment that that Bobby has to call out. Um, but he he's like, "Hey, Bobby, what's up, guys? Sam here. Uh, not trying to kill you, but like, listen, I don't want my soul back. Like that would be super bad. So I got to kill you really quick if you don't mind." Uh, and Bobby's like, "Yeah, this is my house." That's not going to happen. And then he triggers his like mouse trap that he's got set up, and the floor in front of the closet falls out. He's got a trap door, Chris. <laughs> he's got a trap door in front you of his what? closet. And here's, I think this is the same closet that him and Dean had to hide in when the zombies in the town came to attack him yeah. too. So like, you know yeah. that the trap door is new specifically because of the episode <laughs> where he got trapped in the closet with Dean with the zombies, yep. right? Like he had to have installed yep. this after the fact. Yep. Um, and yeah, so, so Sam is dropped down into the basement, uh, and he tries to hack his way back up, but there's, he's got some crazy, like, aluminum steel bullshit on his, his, uh, basement door, because Bobby ain't fucking around. It's titanium kick plate, Sam. You're not gonna get through this door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, seconds later, Bobby's like, forget all these defenses. Let me go down into the basement. 
oh man, I hate this so much. I hate this so much because it's like he, all Sam does is stop talking. Like they have a conversation and Bobby says something about Sam not being right in his head and about wanting to help him. And Sam just stops talking and Bobby's like, oh shit, I got to go. And just opens the door. I'm like, that's the whole reason you trapped the motherfucker down there. What are you, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, very much do not go down there because like that's bad news. Bad news time. Um, I know Bobby, or I'm acting like Bobby is like super helpless. And if he goes down to that basement, he's like, he's screwed. And man, I love Bobby. He's a tough old, tough old man. But uh, he, he's no soul as Sam. So I feel like I just don't want Bobby going down there. But that's exactly what he does. And he realizes that Sam has like snuck out through a window. Yeah. And somehow or another, he, he circles back around and ends up knocking Bobby out or something. Right. Like that's yeah. how we get to the end scene. So, yeah. Bobby wakes up tied to a chair and with Sam with a, a giant knife literally about to stab the dude in the neck when Dean shows up and stops him and knocks Sam back out. So like, yeah. whew, whew. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> Good job, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they tie him down. They tie Sam down in, the, in their little demon-proof steel hideaway and both of them are kind of shook because they have no idea what to do with this dude. Like, they can't let him loose. Uh, they can't just let him be on his own because he'll literally kill anybody he wants to. And he's way too dangerous to, to keep tied up like this. Like he, he, right. he's going to escape. He's way too knowledgeable. So it's, this is, this is bad news. Yeah. Um, when does Dean have his conversation with death? So that's what happens right here. Dean is, is, is extremely exasperated at all of this. And he kind of like, is like, fuck it. I'm going to go downstairs and get a drink because you know, he's Dean and he, he walks downstairs and death is just chilling. And he's and death is like, Oh, Hey, I was in LA and I got some bacon dogs for us sit down and let's, let's, let's eat some bacon <laughs> dogs. <laughs> like, that's literally what he brought, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, what do you think about this second conversation with death? Death was such a, a hugely, uh, impactful character in season five, despite not, not being present much yeah. his his whole presence. It was, was something that was truly awe inspiring, I think. And I'm, I'm conflicted about this particular scene about this episode with death. Well, they take away a little bit of his gravitas because they're trying to use him for comedy weirdly. But, um, I like kind of what he says to Dean because he's like, Hey, yeah, human soul is not a rubber ball. Um, it's stronger than, than you think, and so I can I can probably go and do something about Sam's soul. Uh, however, this whole this whole test, this whole thing that I had you do was to show you just up fucking with the natural order of things. You and your brother have screwed things up more than anybody else ever has because you keep dying and coming back to life and meddling in, in business that you shouldn't be meddling in. However, this time you're actually meddling in something that I'm kind of curious about. There's something that I I want you to to digging to keep digging at. You've you've been you've been sort of scratching at this this thing. He doesn't reveal what it is to to Dean or to the audience. Um, well, he specifically boys, says, "Chase the souls. The answer is in the souls." Yeah, yeah. So the, he is a Dark Souls boss, and he's telling <laughs> Dean, "Like, hey, come back to the bonfire. You can be uh, <laughs> death is the Lord vessel." Is what yeah. happened. You have to collect yeah. the four Lord souls and bring him back to death. So that, yep. yeah. Anyway, and uh, yeah, so he's like, "Okay, I want you to keep digging at what you're digging at. I want you to get to the to the bottom of this because as much as you and Sam screw everything up, this is also what you're good at." And uh, yeah, in a flash, he goes back, get Sam's soul. And uh, he shoves it back in Sam, but not without Sam screaming and begging, please no. Uh, it's it's kind of a bad time. Um, but yeah, he, he shoves the, the soul into Sam and he says he's going he's gonna put up a barrier and the barrier is going to itch, but he better not scratch it. 
Yeah, the the line delivery on that itch and scratch line is is extremely good. Like it's it's very creepy. Um, I, I'm a little bit conflicted because, like you say, they take away his gravitas and they do use him for for humor a little bit. Like when Dean questions the whole bacon dog thing, he's like, "Why are you always eating junk food?" And Death's like, "Oh, I can ask you the same thing." Like, homie, you're Death. Like you probably already know what's what's going to happen with his <laughs> old junk food situation. Um, but there's like some of the stuff that the obvious t- lesson that they're trying to teach Dean and he, he's specifically asking Dean, like, if you knew what would have happened, would you have just gone back and, and killed the, that little girl? And Dean says, absolutely. Like I would have, wouldn't have messed with the natural order if I had known all of this stuff and death basically, you know, putting the pins to him and saying like, exactly. Like that's what happens when you have to clean up the mess as a, and that's what happens to me when you and Sam go do all, all your wild shit. And, um, it, the reason I have a problem with that is it, death before seemed so enormous uh in this mm-hmm. universe it's mm-hmm. it, literally equating himself with god if not putting himself above god and by saying that he was going to be there to kill god when the universe is ending and now like you and sam have been messing up my shit yeah <laughs> is, is so a little weird to me the main not cast bad. of supernatural main cast of supernatural is always so good that no matter how bonkers or or, or even bad anything might be um sam dean castiel bobby like these core characters that we love so much are always gonna make the show entertaining and and make it what it is make it why we love it but i think that they do a lot to really shrink and diminish the lore of the series around this time um monsters used to be like cool and spooky and powerful and they're not anymore death is not is barely death anymore the angels are petty squabbling children like there's a lot that they do to really diminish what's going on around them. Even though they're introducing these big forces, this is sort of a, a first step in a in an act of disarming of the world. And maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, but I mm-hmm. seasons one through five, especially, was really really into uh, a, a lot of the mythology just with the monsters, especially in the early days before we really knew what the plot was. Like when, when they first fight vampires and I found out about dead man's blood and these dens of vampires that are, hide, I thought that was the coolest shit ever. And now it's just whatever. It's not what the show's about and that's okay. But this is def- a, a very clear example of, of a place where they're just shrinking. They're shrinking things. Um, and it happens with a lot of series. I'm not trying to like dunk on supernatural. I love supernatural. Uh, well, no, this is, yeah, this is just... typically called, like, power creep, right? Like, this where people mm-hmm. get so powerful that it but none, of the, none of the stakes matter. And it seems right. like that's that's what's happening here is that, you know, if death can just do all of this stuff, then a lot of this stuff can just be washed away. <laughs> like, why, right. do you need, why do you need Sam and Dean to in- investigate the souls or whatever? But it can't possibly be just because that they are tenacious. Like, death knew everything. <laughs> they're, they're scrappy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and you know, and it's it, it is and it's okay. And again, like I, I just want to stress, um, just like you did, Chris, that I, I like the show. Like I'm still way way into this. I want to know what happens. I I really oh, yeah. like the character of Death. I like the actor. I like the portrayal. I, I like I like the comedic bits. It's just it's a little sad to see that di- di- diminishment that you talked about. It's a little mm-hmm. sad to see that disarming of some of these things that that we talk about like the best entrance of the, of a character in the series, and almost every single person said Castiel. Uh, I think that was our season three feedback episode, even though Castiel hadn't even showed up yet. And you, you think about like how awestruck that you were for that, how awesome and like the right. true sense of that word, you, like that that scene was. And now he just like shows up every once in a while. <laughs> he just like yeah. teleports in. He's watching <laughs> pornography, yeah, which is fine. Like you get to know that character, so you're going to know them better. So they're not going to be able to inspire that same kind of awe. It just it's a little bit it's a little bit sad for me that it's already going this direction in season six. Yeah. 
yeah. Did I? I don't. I'm just. I just thought of this. You can maybe cut it out if you want to put it later. But I did. I tell you about when when me and Steve were driving home from work and we saw a bumper sticker and it said, um, "Try God" at 10:60 a.m. It was a radio station for like a Christian radio station, and uh, we were like, "Okay, let's fucking try God. Let's let's put this on." So I put 10:60 a.m. into my car, and it is nothing but just this hissing awful distorted static with these voices somewhere <laughs> lost in it and i was like oh my god it's castiel <laughs> it's awesome. i have to turn it off because i can't hear his true voice you don't want to blow out the speakers in the car yeah it was fucking wild it was also really scary it's like when one of the creepy things is near you in silent hill and your radio's going off it was fucked up it's like no thank you no thank you castiel uh Besides that, uh, I, I do want to talk about the the actual experience of death putting this soul back in the body because I think it's 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 very and I, I'm going to always go back to this, but it's very Pulp Fiction, right? Like it, he has a briefcase, he opens it up, and there's a giant, enormous light in it. And I'm sure there's movies mm-hmm. before Pulp Fiction that did this, but y'all, come on, it's a very Pulp Fiction move. Yeah. And again, the the CG around, and we've seen this with Castiel before too, of shoving his hand and and people's, you know stomachs to find Forces. a soul or whatever it just looks so ridiculous trying to find these soul cavities yeah. like it looks are, 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 am i am i off on a limb here or do you think i'm no no i don't i mean a lot of the effects especially in season six feel like they look very silly um but again i don't know why i don't know why i'm dunking on it right now because i had i'm having such a blast watching these episodes but there's just they're so flawed they're very very fun they're they're chocked full of of entertainment they're just very silly yeah and I think that's, I think they, they try a lot of things and just by that very nature, they're going to find some, some faults in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might say that they, we're finding faults in our stars, Chris. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I need to go. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but seriously, they, they, it, 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 it reaches for so much that it's, it, it maybe undercuts a little bit of some of the foundations that season one through five did such a really, really good job of, of creating for the, for the series, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. having, having the slow build up. Like we saw angels in season one, like in the, what, the fourth or fifth episode, I think. And or not angels, demons. Uh, but we didn't realize what their power was and we didn't realize like everything kept ratcheting it up. And now it's, keeps doing that but just in different ways and it's you can kind of start poking some holes in it but but yeah, overall yeah. again i'm sounding negative i fucking love this i'm having the time of my life i love this episode sure. this is a great episode it's good stuff sorry for also, negative fancy soulless soulless sam is still the best i'm sorry soulless sam soulless is really sam good is still the best um <laughs> honestly r.i.p soulless sam The next episode we're going to be covering is Like a Virgin, written by Adam Glass and directed by Phil Sigrisha. This aired on February 4th, 2011. Death Returns... I don't know why this is all caps. I just copied and pasted this. (laughs) Um, Death Returns for a meeting with Dean. Uh, Dean and Bobby anxiously wait for Sam to wake up to see if Death was able to restore his soul without causing Sam to lose his mind. Meanwhile, Dean and Bobby investigated disappearance of virgins and discovered dragons are behind the kidnappings. Bobby sends Dean to a doctor who owns the only weapon in the world that, because it's just wrong, that can slay a dragon, (laughs) but Dean must prove himself worthy enough. That's also wrong. Also not true. Also not true. Jesus Christ. Uh, Uh, This is our first big mid-season cut, I think. 
this is this is our road so far. This is the season six road so far that we get because they just didn't give it to us at the beginning of the season, and that bothered the shit out of me when I first watched this. I thought, where where are my hunks? Where's my road so far? Where's my of a, a random ACDC track or whatever? We you, we didn't get it, and it bothered me a lot. And so when I finally saw this for the first time, I was so excited because I love me a good road so far. And you love Aerosmith, and, and I you love, love I'm back in the saddle again. <laughs> yeah i'm back (laughs) yeah i don't there was there was a a long period of my life that i really really dug aerosmith including like well into the 90s when i should have known better and i am ashamed (laughs) of my words and deeds nowadays because i think some of that original like toys in the attic shit still holds up and is pretty strong but man steven tyler is just a fucking weirdo yeah you know you don't have to feel bad you were you you did what you did and now you're Mm. just a big bush fan not the politician the band um and that's that's what defines you, Butch, yeah, not yeah. not Aerosmith. I've got um, sixteen stones tattooed on my back, Chris, because <laughs> that's how much I love excellent. I love Bush. That's that's my deep cut Bush joke, which is not a deep cut because it's lay the name down of their the album. Un, the most unappreciated track <laughs> yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, I uh, I I was very excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, the the. This whole thing was done pretty well. Like, I, I do love a road so far. I was not expecting it last night when it started playing. So I was like, uh, yeah. Netflix, I already knew all of this. What are you, what are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> I think that's like what it makes it more exciting is that it's because it's in the middle of the season. You're like, wait, what? Uh, and it comes as a little bit more of a surprise and it, and it kicks a little bit more ass because of that. But we didn't have Sam and Dean before we had Dean and, and a soulless boy. That's true. I like this a lot. Um, as far as road so far as go, I think this is this is a pretty good one. I'm okay with this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We jump into the main part of the episode, and there's this extended scene of a dude and a chick in a plane flying in a storm. Like he's got, a, he's in a little Cessna, it's a little two seater. She's freaking out and seeing shit in the storm, and he's like, "Calm down, baby. Just close your eyes and relax." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, you took this woman twenty thousand feet in the air in a two seater yeah. Cessna in the middle of a fucking thunderstorm." And like, we're gonna later find out that they, or we're gonna later find out that they like just started dating, and she didn't want him to think that he didn't like her or she didn't like him. Um, you take this girl on a plane ride like a couple weeks in, like please relax. Hey, maybe there's some adventurous sorts listening to this. I bet adventurous people don't listen to podcasts, <laughs> but like <laughs> if you're Scott diving and listening to monster of the week holla monster slash contact <laughs> but like don't don't be taking your dates into planes during rainstorms it's just not cool it's not cool at all it's it's definitely not cool uh and especially it, it, if there are dragons around especially if there are dragons around i'd like to i, I kind of like that the uh, synopsis spoiled the fact that these are dragons for us because this could be interpreted in a lot of different ways he's just seeing like flying stuff mm-hmm. and then um towards the end of the scene he gets the the dude gets literally jerked out of the front window um chris what do they think dragons look like on supernatural <laughs> they look like people <laughs> I know, like most of, like all of the dragons that we're going to fight in this episode, outside of one very short, brief scene, are going to look just like normal dudes. One has like a weird <laughs> Cockney accent for some reason. Yeah, but I'm trying to picture, you know, um, Dracarys from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. uh, w- ripping a dude out of a plane. Like, what what appendage is this dragon doing to? Like, is it his tail? I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I feel like maybe like their hands become claws. They like turn into dragon hands so that they can rip and slash because if wings can grow out of their back, then I guess it's, you know, if you think too hard about it, it really, th- it really falls apart. 
can't think too uh, think think too hard about the uh, <laughs> dragons and supernatural. Also, I really thought this dragon episode happened much much later in this series. Like I was, th- I thought this was season eight or nine that we get introduced about to, to dragons. So uh, I'm kind of glad that we're going to just go ahead and get get this out of the way early. Or peeling the band aid off right now. Mm-hmm. And rest assured, I don't actually think this is a terrible episode. It's There's really a- not. It's it's not a for it could be a lot worse. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dock this thing points or anything. There's some stuff I don't like about it, but for the most part, it's it's a decent supernatural episode. Yeah, it's got no business being any good, but it is. So here we go. The main part of the episode uh, starts with Castiel walking out of the uh, demon proof room or whatever the fuck we're gonna call it. Wait, can we name this thing? Because I write demon proof room in my notes, and I think that's that's a ridiculous thing to put in my notes all the time. Bobby's bunker. <laughs> we've not been calling this Bobby's bunker. Thank you, Chris. Hold on. Let me do a a, a find and replace. (laughs) Insert. (laughs) Edit. Where is find and replace? Here we go. Okay. Let's see how many times it comes up. Replaced uh, four instances. So good. (laughs) Taken taken care of. Good job. Here we go. Here we go. And Castell, um, he comes out obviously rolling down his sleeve because he's just been up to some fucking business in there. I gotta say, Chris, this this whole soul exploration thing, just I mean, it's it it it's, it, it, it it could just be construed in in such the wrong way. Like context yeah. is just it's just hanging on a thin thread of context is what it's yeah. doing. Also, why even bother rolling up your sleeve when you're just like going into the soul zone with your you know your whole arm. Yeah, are you worried about getting metaphysics on your on your fucking trench coat I guess, <laughs> that you teleport yeah. around with? <laughs> you don't want to get like germs on him. Like, what's going on? Um, but Castiel straight up says like it feels like Sam's soul has been skinned alive, uh, and Sam has not woken up after the the thing that death has done. Yeah, and, this is uh, not great. This is probably the worst thing that's happened to one of the boys. Not the whole soul being put back, but just like what has happened to his soul. It's probably the worst thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that because Dean's forty years in hell was just that one demon dude versus you know Michael and Lucifer literally shitting all over this dude's soul for what a year and a half. So yeah, yeah, got it. It's and it would, would probably feels like forty thousand years or something. Yeah, I don't know how how time four months was forty years, so twelve months is one hundred and twenty years. <laughs> Ooh, that works? Yeah, good, good job. Solve for exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I did it. <laughs> um. Bobby Kaz leaves and he's you know he just he just jets he's got a war to fight so we don't see him very much in this episode. Right. Uh, Bobby and Dean sit down to kind of basically drink with one another, <laughs> get some get 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 real good and drunk now that Sam has a soul in his body, and uh, and just kind of you know not reminisce. What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of ruminate on all of the problems that they're having yeah. with their lives. Yeah, which is which is a lot of them. But then, uh oh, Chris. But then, are you ready? I'm not ready for this. We get a good, we get a good old fashioned brother hug, the likes of which we haven't seen for seasons. <laughs> Sam been, wakes up. It's been a long time since we've seen this. Sam wakes up from his his soul coma. He walks into the room and he and he looks at Dean and he looks at Bobby, and just it's Sam again. Sam's soul is back in his body. He's he's welling up with tears. I'm getting emotional, and he just he just. He's in disbelief. Walks up to Dean and gives him the biggest freaking hug I've ever seen. There's arm veins. There's there's <laughs> choked throats. You know, it's not well choked throats. It's different. They're just it's just a lot happening. There's a lot of emotion in that hug, and it's the hug that I wanted to see after season five, after everything that happened. 
I yep. wanted a hug. And it took like eight more months to get that hug. It took a while. Like it took it took at least twelve episodes to, for us to get there. I'm so glad it happened, Chris. I'm not only am I happy for you, I'm mm-hmm. happy for for Sam and Dean, and I'm happy most of all for the show for, yeah. for Monster of the Week because we yes. Monster of the Week thrives on brother hugs in a lot of different for ways. Sure. And for I'm, sure, and I'm so so glad that we we have another one to to reminisce about on, on again yeah. because I'm just just excited for it to be here. So what we wanted an episode one man just veins and heavy breathing. Yep, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's um, what I want in my hugs is, is arm veins. Like that's the that's yeah. the, the, the main the main component of a hug to me is arm veins. But the uh, biggest thing that we take away from this is that Sam does not remember season six whatsoever. <laughs> he has not been clued in. He's waiting for it to come out on Netflix. Yeah. It is not available on Netflix now because Netflix was not existing in the form that it is now in 2011. Right. Right. Uh, um. Yeah. This is this is really interesting to me. Sam's last memory is is basically saying like you know, was right before being thrown into the pit. So yeah. He Cause when Kaz he sees, dead, uh, he yeah, sees when he Bobby, sees Bobby yeah. he can't believe it. And he, he, you know, Oh my God, Kaz is alive. Oh, what happened to Adam? I, oh no, wait, I'm sorry. He totally didn't ask about Adam. <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't remember anything of that. Yeah. I, I had assumed that they were just going to, uh, kind of block out his time in hell, not anything else, but no, he does not remember a single thing since he jumped into the pit. Nothing at all. And of course, he immediately asks, because he's not an idiot, uh, what happened, what they did to, to get him out. And um, Dean says, oh, I did a deal with death, but everything is square and you don't need to know anything about it. Everything is yeah. cool. <laughs> and Sam's like, okay, which <laughs> I guess Sola Sam Dean... is gone. Sola Sam would have never <laughs> fallen for this shit. I'm just, I'm just saying that right now. Dean could have come up with a way more convincing and also way more truthful lie being like, yeah, so, you know, I had to work out this thing with death where I gave him back his ring, but I had to do him a favor. And then, you know, and then he would bring you back. And so that's what I did. And it's all good. Cause it, you know, he wants us to like look into something crazy that's been going on, but like, whatever, no big deal. You're back. Sam would have been like, Oh, all right, cool. But instead he's just left with questions. Just left with questions. And, uh, and to deal with those questions, he decides to go lay down for a while and take a nap. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Dean walks into, uh, uh, Bobby's, you know, air car hanger or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like he's just got a huge garage back here and he's wrenching on some cars <laughs> and immediately Dean says, why are you giving me the poop face? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That I wrote that down so too. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Bobby is is not cool with this, right? He he doesn't want to lie to Sam about any of this because uh, he knows what will happen if they lie to each other, if they try to hide these secrets from one right. another. Also, uh, Sam tried to kill him last episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that that too. <laughs> I think doesn't Bobby even ask like, what is he just all forgiven now? Yeah, he's like, hey, I know it like wasn't Sam, but like <laughs> it was Sam. <laughs> it was wasn't um, not Sam. We're we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time on this episode dealing with uh, Sam dealing with Dean lying to Sam about this and uh, this is a very we talked about this in, in terms of Bobby hiding stuff from Dean for Sam and mm-hmm. we didn't really feel we felt like that was more of a writer move as opposed to a Bobby move uh, I, I feel very much the same with this I feel they they specifically wrote this so there would be tension throughout this episode but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that Dean with who he is now and knowing the things that he knows would have actually kept us away from Sam. I think this is a bad move. I think it's also a bad move. I think that Dean should have just said what he eventually says anyway. Like, yes, dude, but like 
some bad shit happened to you in hell and like we're, we're trying to patch the wall so like let's just one thing at a time we'll get to it but like let's just let's just stay cool i wish that you know the brothers have earned that level of trust with each other even after a year of solo sam and it's a little bit of a shame that that we don't get it for the sake of drama but um oh i'm suppressing the sneeze right now <laughs> at the same time that they have to they, they have to actually have drama in this dramatic television show so I, I get it don't get me wrong i get it i just it's such a dumb thing to do like it's just, it's just not and it doesn't yeah. last uh spoiler alert like they're gonna tell this this dude's gonna find out everything by the end of the episode so it's not right. like they've accomplished anything besides dean just hiding stuff from sam and and you know developing a mistrust from sam i, I, would, I would imagine right. even though we don't really get into the consequences of this just yet um, there, there are a couple of things I gotta, I gotta mention though. I forgot something last episode that, uh, for me, for my, for my tastes, I guess Sam, ha- Sam's hair was just absolutely on point last episode. Um, it was, it was luscious and long. You got a little bit of like that one strand mm-hmm. over his eye when he was trying to kill Bobby. And I was like, boy, you working it, you doing your thing. Um, I'm bringing, I'm bringing back Sam hair by, for, by popular demand. I apologize to everybody who, who I let down. Um, so Sam's hair was looking like a real good, real luscious um last episode and uh and this episode is looking pretty good too especially when he sleeps it back for like fbi sam hair um but something something's going on with 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 dean here i don't know if it's the the color editing or whatever in this scene where he's talking to bobby outside but his spray tan is atrocious oh really i didn't pay attention to this at all hold on it's something i've noticed the boys spray tans before and sometimes maybe the you know again the color correction or whatever it is makes it look worse mm-hmm. but like holy holy moly it really distracted me for a minute maybe it's just me because I'm, I'm staring at these boys too much but um yeah i always i always notice the spray tans coming in hot for season six and this scene in particular maybe it's their outside or i i don't know but the spray tan is is not great so that's just that was you know spray tan hair quarter or corner thank you excuse me <laughs> I, do, I do like to keep up with the uh the all of the boys' haircuts and, and anything else in between. Yeah, for sure. Uh, during during all of this, uh, Bobby and, and Dean have uh, decided they're, they're going to go hunt a case with a bunch of missing virgins. They don't really know what's up, but Dean's like, oh, okay, so let's go do it. And of course, as they're about to leave, Sam shows up and is like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Like, I'm, I'm totally fine. Like, I'm, I'm rested and willing and ready. And Bobby just is like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. Bye, Dean. And just jets... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I Dean really tries like to this. convince uh, convince Sam not to go, um, but you know, for some reason that like fake level of trust that we're supposed to assume that they have for each other. He's like, "Okay, bro, if you think you're good, then let's go do this." And uh, yeah, Bobby's like immediately like, oh, "Okay, I'm not going now. Thanks. You guys are good." And this leads to the first of several uncomfortable conversations we're going to have, where Sam mm-hmm. explicitly asked uh, Dean, "You know, you didn't even try." Like you promised me that you would go to try, you would try to to live a normal life, that you would get out of the out of the hunter world, you would get out of this horrible world, and it, you, you didn't even try. You're, you're you're the exact same place I left you, doing the exact same thing. Um, this is going to be a running uh, comment from Sam throughout this episode that Dean has not changed in the, in the time that yeah. Sam was away. Which is, in With, a lot of ways, we did see Dean change, but now that he's back to lying to Sam and doing all this bullshit, he he is exactly the way that he used to be. Absolutely. Like he doesn't have, he, he, I mean, he's, 
he, he's affected no change in himself. Like he thought he probably was. He probably knows yeah. some stuff that's different, but that's really about it. He does explain that he was with Lisa and Ben for a year, but that it didn't work out. And then when Sam questions him on it, he just turns up the radio like he's 12 years old or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Not, not wanting to talk to his mom. He comes so numb. Um. <laughs> you wouldn't understand, mom. It's emo. It's He's like, yeah, I, you know, I became a vampire for a little while. It was weird. It was your fault. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. If you see me walking around with a heart on, it's because I have an infinite one now. <laughs> It's just, it's yeah. just who I am. Yeah, I got cured, but it's stuck like this now. Yeah. And by the way, you watched it happen. The the, the biting, not the hard on thing. Woo. So uh, they explore this this whole situation, which I think we can kind of breeze through, like the the you know the the actual shoe to the blacktop kind of investigation part of this. Yeah, Basically, for sure. There's, but we there's there's we a do bunch get of virgins. soft understanding FBI Sam though. He's like, hey hey girl, it's gonna be okay. I know that your friend was eaten by a dragon, but like, look at me. I'm here. I understand your pain. Let me in your house so my brother can steal your diary. I cannot, I cannot tell you how much I miss Sola Sam during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like really that, like ham up the emotion on this. He really does, and like even Dean like kind of gives him the side eye about this, and it's fun. Like this is this is old Sam. This is the Sam mm-hmm. that everybody knows and loves, and this is you know this is the puppy dog that is Sam Winchester, and it's just such a after 11 episodes of having Sola Sam being kind of just there and dealing with problems as they come up, like this is such a dramatic change that I, I know I've gotten, I, I know I've, I'm too hard on Sam Winchester, everybody. I know I am, but oh man, oh man, Chris, I miss him. I miss him already. <laughs> Bring him back. Um, yeah, but they, they find out that there's a bunch of versions and uh, they, Sam like Google's virgins and just comes up with dragons somehow, which I think is fucking hilarious. He he Google's like gold and wings and claws and fire, and then he's like, oh, and then he ends up he's like, yeah, I'm on a World of Warcraft fan site, like nice one, Supernatural. Um, he's at a World of Warcraft fan site because dragons. So they call uh, Bobby to get some advice, and basically they treat Bobby like shit in this phone call. Hmm. Because Bobby's just making like some shitty chili out of a can, and they just tell him like, "Go find some dragons," and that's it. And they hang up on him, like totally not remembering the lesson that they learned earlier in the season. Yeah, he makes some uh, mention of something. He's like, "Dragons? It's not. It's not Loch Ness monster. It's not real." Like implying that the Loch Ness monster is real in the supernatural universe. I want to say that that's they've said that before, right? Like, isn't there yeah. a reference on the? Uh, uh, that was in a previous episode about the Lightness Monster. And I'm sure they, they um, check the wiki, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't already loading that page. The Lochness Monster is a creature believed to live <laughs> in Loch Ness in Scotland. Since he is a sea creature, he may be able to breathe underwater. They've already confirmed the gender of the Loch Ness Monster, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a dude, right? Yeah, it's totally got to yeah. be a dude. We that's are way ke- off topic. That's how it keeps reproducing. Anyway, uh, I was surprised you didn't ma- you didn't want to mention the Hogwarts jo- Hogwarts joke that uh, Bobby makes during this. There's whole a scene. Hogwarts joke. There's a Middle Earth joke. I wrote them all mm-hmm. down, but did we got to really? keep moving. Did you really? There's a D and D joke a minute from now. You know, they're just hammering uh, them all out. So while Bobby is is doing some research, Sam and Dean are also doing some research, and Sam looks up and remembers and asks Dean, "Do we did we just hunt a skinwalker?" 
because he's having yeah, he's, some memories and he's flipping through dad's diary also he's sitting there in his like steamy dress shirt with like a like unbuttoned a little bit i'm like oh <laughs> sam oh boy you back huh <laughs> sam really put on his khakis to go to the prom <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why i said that i don't know anyway. check out that piece of pie yeah yeah, he's 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 wearing his fancy clothes and he's reading Dad's diary um, and remembers that there was something about a skinwalker and and Dean just covers this with lies again and I and I hate every second of it because I like Dean a whole lot and I don't think that he should lie to his brother. Yeah, I was really frustrated with these uh, seasons because it's they create a lot of unnecessary drama and and this is some of that shit. Yep. Um, Bobby remembers that he has a friend who specializes in dragon killing, <laughs> which somehow yes, didn't immediately course. occur to him <laughs> before. Uh, so Dean runs off to San Francisco to meet her while, and puts Sam in charge of finding the dragon lair, uh, which is only known to be caves. So, um, yes. he, Sam calls Bobby at some point and basically has a conversation like I'm running into, run into a stone wall in these caves like where else could be you know dark and underground oh yeah subway tunnels because this little shitty town definitely has a subway right i think it's sewers i think it's supposed to be sewers yeah but okay sure i guess it is sewers (laughs) i wrote down sewers okay well i'm gonna back up off my off my bullshit because i was about to get into some sewer pipe business too but we're not gonna lay some fucking pipe on this shit i'm gonna i'm about to lay some fucking pipe on this um and he also kind of questions uh, Bobby a little bit here too, but I think Sam just kind of—I think Bobby just brushes it off as quick as possible. Yeah, he's like, "Oh nope, don't, don't feel like talking to you." Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, this is the first time that we get a glimpse of our dragons. Uh, one of the girls is kidnapped, is being carried in, and we get like this dude with some wings <laughs> landing, some black wings or whatever. very cool, very hot, very goth. Uh, very goth, very goth. I've got these wings in Diablo three actually. They're really pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, um, they're based on I'm the good. Warcraft series, so uh, of course <laughs> they're Death Wings. Chris is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Uh, no, yeah. I know that. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they've got all these uh, similar looking uh, brunette uh, teen virgins, I guess, all trapped up in cages, and they show some dragon power where they're like melting steel together because they have hot hands. Um, story of my life which is the worst way to uh, seal a jail cell can we talk about this for a minute because you've got maybe 10 of those heated things happening before that that metal is just going to give out like it's not infinite metal like it's gonna melt especially at that odd Um, they're very disorganized yeah like like a lock wouldn't be simpler come on guys just get a get a bad lock they're virgins what are they gonna do doesn't make any damn sense doesn't make any sense at all um to at this point uh sam is tired of being lied to and uh or no no at this point we meet bobby's friend viziak the doctor ah, yes. who uh who only lets uh dean in once he identifies himself as one of bobby's friends and immediately asks dean to uh kick bobby in the balls the next time that he sees him yeah and uh implies that they used to have kind of a, a sexual history she's she's definitely a like middle-aged uh, hot w- woman. <laughs> like I, I really don't want to use the word milf, but it seems like that's exactly she's what they were a, going for here. She's a real, she's a real battle axe. No, that's not what that means. What does battle axe mean? <laughs> battle axe me. means the opposite of whatever milf means. I can promise you that. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a compliment. That word has been used so many times uh, in my college career by people around me describing people, and I I'm very confused now. 
wait, wait, maybe maybe this is one of these weird regional things where Battle X down in the south means like, ooh, stay away, and Battle X up there means, ooh, got to get some of that. Well, there was just like an older, a slightly older uh, professor who was just like a real like badass older lady, and everybody called her a Battle X. Oh, okay. So there was no implied fucking in the battle axe. It was just don't. Th- I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying that a battle axe was like, you know, uh, uh, a boff battle axe. I'd like to fuck. I thought that's what yeah. you were going for. No, not quite. <laughs> not, not going there. So uh, Vizgak tells him basically fills Dean in on that. The only thing that can kill a dragon is a sword that has been uh, forged in dragon's blood, which uh, leads yeah. to a fun, you know. I was like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm here for that. Sounds dope. <laughs> can we keep it afterwards is what I would immediately <laughs> said. Uh, luckily, there's unfortunately, there's only five or six of these. Luckily enough, yeah. she has one of them. Um, she does. Can we go uh, ahead also, and just finish this, this storyline out before we yeah, come back to yeah, Sam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She okay. says, it's been 700 years since the dragons have been here. And I'm like, oh my god, is this Skyrim? What's going on? <laughs> um, so yeah, they need this this blade. They have the sword of uh, Brunswick, which I... Brunswick, I guess? I don't... Mm-hmm. I looked it up. Couldn't find anything beyond the Supernatural Wiki about this episode. So that was a bummer. Because you know I it's love me some good team. swords. Uh, yes, of course. Um, so to skip over uh, to Sam stuff or to, to, to keep with this, she has one of these swords in her basement. And it's displayed in this like super ornate like museum style room but the sword is stuck in a stone it's like the sword in the stone and dean there's this big comical scene of him trying to pull the sword out and of course it's stuck tight um they the preview made it seem like it was some like proving to like see if he was worthy but like the sword is just stuck in there it's not it's not like a worthy hero must come and draw it no it's just stuck in there um so what does Dean do? He goes and gets some fucking C4, some plastic explosives, uh, and just just puts it on the rock because he's of course he's got he's got C4. He puts it on the rock that the sword is stuck in, uh, and blows it up. There's, and he tells like <laughs> this scene. I swear to God, yeah. He tell he I guess he convinces this woman that he's going to do this, and also says, uh, "Don't worry, Bobby showed me how to do this." <laughs> Which, I mean, Bobby, what are you teaching these kids? Why are you teaching Man. them how to use C4? I mean, well, he Dean was like, Bobby, Sam learned how to use C4 at Smamford. I'm like, I, I don't know how to do it. Please show me. <laughs> Dean putting on a mask to, to attend Smamford alongside Sam Winchester to just, yeah. just specific classes. It's like only the technical classes, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's straight Votex Smamford only. Um, um, but yeah, Dean goes into... To, pull the sword out and it is broken the c4 destroyed it and then dean is like you know he, he obviously picks up the sword and he turns around and he, he looks at her and he's like um all that is all that is gold does not glitter not all those who wander are lost the old that is strong does not wither deep roots are not reached by frost and she's like wait what and he goes from the ashes a fire shall be woken a light from the shadows shall spring renewed Shall be blade shall be the blade that was broken. The crown this again shall be king. And then he takes the broken shaft of Andoril, uh, and he brings it to Rivendell for it to be reforged by um, by the elves. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's where Dean goes next. <laughs> Chris, wake up! We got to do a podcast. Wake up, Chris! Oh, Chris, no, Chris, what? this is your alarm clock going off. I don't know why you have Jeremy's voice as an alarm clock. That's really weird. Hey. Chris, wake up! Chris, wake <laughs> Sorry. up! Sorry. <laughs> Feeling a little under the weather there, and I got a little distracted. 
Uh, Dean at least has the good grace to appear embarrassed that he has exploded this uh, sword. I don't know that we sold it very hard. This chick goes on for a while about how long it took her to get it, how much money she spent on it, how, again, it's only one of five or six in the world. And like this was what her entire career was based around getting. Her whole shit was like about this, and he broke it. (laughs) Congratulations. But like, I mean, what's what's good is having a sword that can kill dragons if you don't kill dragons with it. So... I feel like as much as she's like, Look, God damn it. It looks pretty dope in my podcast studio. I guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah. But you could also put like a replica in there. <laughs> <laughs> then it would look like your podcast studio. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, the sword is in my bedroom. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know why I'm so punchy tonight, Chris. It's okay. It's because I'm sick and weak and vulnerable. That's true. <laughs> that does bring it out of me usually. <laughs> I can so, while all of this was happening, uh, and not getting any answers from Dean, or excuse me, from Bobby, Sam decides that he is going to pray to Castiel, and Castiel shows up and is immediately surprised that D- Sam is even alive, much less, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, Sam is immediately alive, much less doing and speaking normally. Yeah, and, uh, and oh man, Castiel goes in for that big old-fashioned hug, and Sam just sits down and ignores it. Yeah, it's weird, because <laughs> I think that they've bonded, Sola Sam and Castiel have bonded more than Soulful Sam and uh, Castiel have bonded, which is really crazy considering the time frame. I don't really get it, because he goes like, oh, I would hug you, but, but and then he just sits down. Like, it would have just been more funny if he just sat down and didn't hug him because he's awkward. Um, but there's really no reason for him to not hug Castiel here. Maybe somebody can tell us why Sam and Castiel don't hug. Um, because even if they weren't good friends, yeah, he's just going in for a good old fashioned hug. You don't, you don't need a reason. Come on boys. Anyway. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of tricks Castiel into revealing everything. Yeah. Doing some social engineering, which I can really get behind. Uh, this, this is some, this is what I consider to be like that true hunter shit right here. Like conning someone to tell you a bunch of information that you didn't know is, is really good. And Sam's reaction of like, Oh yeah, I didn't have a soul. I was just walking around with no soul. Huh? (laughs) And just trying to keep up with the fact that he knows what's going on when he obviously doesn't is, is really, really funny. And immediately his eyes just like welling up with tears and he realizes like, oh, fuck, <laughs> not great. Uh, but hey, Castillo, could you think you could fill me in on everything that's been happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What else did I, do I not do I need to be, know about? What else have we been doing together, Castillo? <laughs> uh after that scene, Dean shows back up with the uh, sword and shows it to Sam and says, oh, have you found where they are? Sam's like, yeah, it's probably the sewers or something. I didn't actually go check or anything because he's not really interested yeah. in doing his job, right? <laughs> um, props to Sam for deciding, even even though the camera clearly shows he, he's fa- facing an internal batter, battle to do so, for deciding not to interrupt this whole hunt with his bullshit or his emotional yeah. bullshit. And not right. his bullshit. I'm be already being mean to Sam. I'm going to be real mean to Sam later, too. So just, you know, just prepare I just, yourself. I just don't think that you like this type of character. And, you know, <laughs> he's a good boy. He's Nobody's a good too boy. Mean to him. Uh, they go into the sewers and are not finding anything until they find a huge pile of gold that Dean immediately starts scooping up as much as he can carry, which I find yeah. very amusing. <laughs> um, Dean might actually be a dragon, except I think he says he pre- does not prefer virgins. He prefers women yes. with experience at some right, point. Right, so. right. I love it. Like in everything, it's always 
you know, the hero or the, like the archaeologist, like an Indiana Jones type, they've always going to get like their pile of gold, but then lose it right before the end. Now Dean leaves with this pile of gold. He goes to back to Bobby's house with it, right? He does have at the end of this episode. He was he is shown with a giant pile of gold <laughs> that the dragon stole from a presumably innocent virgins. So good mm-hmm. job, Dean. Uh, although you know the last time this happened when he had all the lottery tickets stolen by Bella, this, that was kind of a disappointment. So maybe he's just a little bit more careful with his gold now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they they find this weird apartment in the sewers that's you know this kind of vague apartment looking thing and they they definitely find a dragon diary in it which I I find hilarious and amusing. They find a I love this so diary. much. They find a dragon diary. <laughs> that's what it is. Tell me that it, it's 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 a diary just like their dad's except dragons have been writing in it. That's it's that's a, that's, that's what f- this is. Fourteen hundred year old dragon diary made out of human skin. It's that's dear diary. Today I met two humans and captured four four virgins. Their name was Sam and Dean, not the virgins. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> um, the the dragon fight is like whatever. I thought the effect of the uh, the the sword, the dragon sword, being used against the dragons was kind of cool because it was like this uh, this black veiny sort of effect with like glowing purple on it i thought it, i thought it was a cool mm-hmm. kind of looking thing yeah that, that was a, um, that was a cool shot i dig i dig that but they have um they just have like a quick little like back and forth fight with some of these dragons and sam is able to kill one of them and then the dragons bail out of there yeah the big surprise is that there are two like they were only thought they were hunting one yeah, and there yeah. were definitely two uh they managed to save all the women and take the dragon diary back to bobby who immediately starts translating it uh before we get into that, though, we have to deal with emotional Sam. And For sure. Chris, I, I'm going to get my stuff out of the way so that when our listeners are, are listening to this later, they can hear all of your good stuff after all of my bad stuff. So they will come out of this okay. with a positive feeling and not just not like me because I don't like soulful Sam as much as everybody else does. Uh the first thing that Sam does is this emotionally manipulative bullshit apology to Dean. And I hate it so, so, so much. I am so, so sorry for what I caused you, Dean. I'm so sorry I had no soul and did all of those things. I feel so bad. You have to tell me what I did, Dean. You just have to so that I can ask for forgiveness. Fuck you, Sam Winchester. Like, what what, what are you talking about? This is the most bullshit way to come at, come at somebody that I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I have no idea how to respond to that because it's not like he got drunk. He just, like lost his memory and doesn't didn't have a soul so i don't know i don't know what to tell you i just like it's just it's just such a weird thing to do like you don't remember it you didn't have a soul during it i'm not going to blame you for anything i obviously don't blame you for it i wasn't i've been protecting you from it i'm putting myself in the in the in the, in the, in the enormous shoes of dean winchester right now if you can't tell uh i just i just i find it manipulative at, at best and and just sad at worst i guess uh you're, yeah, you're, the, I, you're, you're the sam fan like where, where are you at on this on this whole thing i just think that all of this is forced mm-hmm. but i never thought that he was being manipulative i just thought it was sam being sam fair that's that's kind of all i got i was i'm just surprised at how how much you hate it I, I, I actively dislike this scene. I'm, I, don't, I won't keep talking about it because I obviously didn't affect you quite the same way it got me. So we don't have to get into it any further than that. I just, man, oof. Um, yeah, I just, luckily, the, the best thing about this scene is that Bobby interrupts it so that they can go talk about purgatory for a little while. Right, which right, is right. Good. Oh, yeah. That's that reveal yeah. at the end here. We get a we get a whole epilogue at this where uh, this the dragon's diary has been talking about purgatory and specifically how to open a portal through it. 
uh, to it so that they can bring something through. And then the, the word that they were reading that it's coming through is mother. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're missing the page that of this, of uh, dragon diary that could be used to, to open the, the, the portal to purgatory, I guess here. Uh, and yeah. so our final scene is of a, just a couple of dragon boys hanging out, um, throwing a virgin into a volcano and, um, like and summoning, <laughs> Just doing Hashtag performing just some dragon ritual. things. <laughs> Hashtag just dragon things. Summoning a uh, just summoning the the mother of all. Right? <laughs> Do they call her that in this? The uh, well, Sam definitely calls her the mother of dragons. Number one, <laughs> which <laughs> feels a little on the nose. Uh, yeah. But no, Bobby, Bobby corrects him and says that he, she is the mother of all. And uh, the virgin that these dragon bros threw into the volcano uh, floats back up and says that they have they have stuff to do, that she has been away for too long. And that's where the episode ends. Uh, yeah. And that is the introduction um, to our main villain, which is kind of weird to do in while, episode but we got 12. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've hinted at her before, you know, how everybody's got to have a mother or something like that. But uh, yeah, now mm-hmm. we're... Now we're Taking some uh, some concrete strides towards what's actually going to be this season's villain. What do you know? Who to thunk it? Uh, you know, Chris, I, I like this episode a whole lot. I yeah, it's a fun episode. It's a reasonably great monster of the week, despite the uh, the fact that when I I remember hearing that there was going to be dragons on Supernatural and thinking and letting my imagination run wild, I have learned in my old age not to not to do that and just to expect uh, the human <laughs> form of, of whatever that they say that is going to be on Supernatural. Yeah, uh, it's a the, bummer so that time, everything looks like a human. Exactly. At the time, I was really disappointed. Uh, watching this again, I. I it's it's you know it's fine it, you know, there's no big fight yeah. i mean there is a, a small fight or whatever but most of this is is kind of hung on on sam and dean which i think makes for the best supernatural right. episodes right 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 yeah um i i don't really remember what comes next so i'm kind of looking forward to where this is gonna go i again gr- the growing issues here are just them forcing in drama um and just forcing in like different things that don't feel like adequate motivations for things. Um, like as much as I, I didn't take Sam's scene, um, him asking for forgiveness super negatively. It also just, again, like I said, seems forced. It seems like they're again, it's a, it's an action of the writers and not an action of the character. Of course, it's all actions of the writers because the writers are writing it all. But a lot of times in the past, things have clearly made sense for the character, or at least you could see why they would be doing that. But now it's just like, oh yeah, we'd expect Sam to be emotional. So like, let's write a scene where he gets emotional. It's just very by the numbers and very um, copy paste classic supernatural, uh, for better and for worse. It's that that serves some good and that that serves for some um, some ill here. Yeah, I, uh, I again, I had the same kind of issue with the Caged uh, Heat episode where everybody seemed to be acting with totally different motivations than they've ever acted with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's weird how this is spotting this is you know skipping episodes for me right like the the previous yeah. episode that it didn't have that uh the, the episode we covered first today didn't have that but these two specifically did and uh i'm still willing to overlook it at this point uh i'm we're we're over the hump Same. we're over the halfway point of the se- of the season and uh, i'm that that to me i've enjoyed a majority of these episodes at this point so I'm, I'll, I'll call that a win in my book um yeah i mean um, when it comes to network cable television like if i can get 10 solid episodes i'll be satisfied <laughs> out of it like i'm okay with that um, the, uh, especially the, about the stinkers, hunks in trouble f- 
for sure. The stinkers in uh, previous seasons, even when like at the top of its game in season four has like a bad episode, it's usually not fun and not entertaining, but probably stays true to the character and sticks to its guns and, and doesn't go, um, you know, ruin mode or change motivations or anything like that. But it ended up being really boring. The bad episodes in season six, it's like, why the fuck is anybody doing any of this? I mean, like I'm entertained. I'm having a good time watching it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. why is it? So it's a different kind of quote unquote bad. Um, and I don't think either of these episodes are necessarily bad. They're just strange. And I, I, I enjoyed them quite a bit, but they're weird. Me too. Uh, the next two episodes, and I'm only bringing this up because uh, the next episode has a special place in our hearts. It's called Unforgiven. I don't know if you're uh, fami- familiar with that Metallica song. Uh, of course. <laughs> are, are you? Are you? Are you familiar? I fucking uh, loved that song. That was your call me Unforgiven. Uh, and then after that is Mannequin Three: The Reckoning. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited about that one because the picture on this uh, Wikipedia page that I'm looking at is just of one of the obvious mannequins that we're going to have to deal with, and it is hilarious looking. Yeah. So. Also ranked as one of the worst Supernatural episodes. Oh, good. I'm. I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Um, final thoughts on these on these two episodes, or do you think you you've covered it? Um, no, they're they're fun episodes, but uh, that's kind of where I stand on it. I think I'm I'm willing to sum it up there too. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I want to th- throw a special thank you in here for our friend Audrey who uh, has loaned us her voice for the intro of season six. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I think I've said it for a couple episodes and I neglected to, but thank you very much, Audrey. We we really appreciate it. You can hear Audrey on our guest episode of season three. Just go to our uh, Monster of the Week dot cool page, click on the guest tab, and she's one of the three that we've had. So <laughs> <laughs> you can easily find her. That's not a big list of people. Uh, she's great, and we really appreciate your singing voice. Chris, get off Twitter. What are you doing? I'm not on Twitter anymore. You literally just liked my tweet. It popped up on my phone. That's why I stopped talking. Yeah, that was a minute ago. <laughs> uh, do you want to thank anybody else while we're here? Just thank you to everybody who has listened to the show thus far and lets us ramble about season six because we're just as confused as you guys are. And um, we, we love doing this. So thanks for thanks for being here absolutely thank you for listening thank you for the recent itunes reviews thank you for the recent patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week that means a lot to us and uh, we are very very close to covering the comic books and i can't wait because they're gonna be so stupid and dumb and i oh man it's gonna be so much fun to read those Do you think they're better about. or worse than the novels i i would have said worse but now that i've heard some of the dialogue as as, as read out by you in the the outtakes of the last couple of episodes now i'm going to say that they might be better just just because they'll be brief <laughs> <laughs> yeah the pictures, just pictures. Can, can do a lot <laughs> um yeah thank you everybody for listening we'll be back next week with two more episodes of supernatural uh this is coming out after christmas we forgot to say merry christmas to everybody chris so happy new year everybody we'll see you next oh, yeah. we'll see you in 2018 happy honda days happy honda days check yourself out Let's get through um, this if you're feeling poorly. <clears throat> yeah, hold on, really quick. Um, the U.S. Department of Defense has released footage of a fucking UFO. Oh, have you have you seen this? Have you heard this? <laughs> is this not ridiculous? Isn't this just like the fucking cherry on top of the weird cake that is 2017? 
Oh man, if there's fucking aliens. Oh. Now everybody in my family will stop calling me crazy. No. I'll just call you crazy for a different reason. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, this came on so fast. Let's let's do it. Sorry. Oh. Dude, t- traffic was so bad. I I guess I didn't realize it when I dropped Steve off. It was like almost six o'clock. I was like, uh, jeez, hello, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we left work on time. That's lame. Yeah, it's just the holidays. I work near a lot of malls and like busy areas like that, so it just gets a little crazy around the holidays. Isn't it weird that there's a place where there's a lot of malls? Like I grew up in like the nearest mall was about thirty minutes away from me, and there was just one yeah. of them, and it kind of sucked. Well, I'm in the burbs, so we get a lot of... Uh, in the burbs? We get a lot of middle-aged mothers uh, shopping. Man, I was Christmas shopping <laughs> on Sunday, and holy shit, sorry, this is this is a generalization about a select group of people, so this is prejudiced in some way. But uh, middle-aged women... Hold on, let me get that record button out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle-aged women are the most disorganized shoppers I've ever met. I was waiting in, in, in a line buying a gift from my mom for so long because every woman who got up to the the register just didn't know what they were doing. They're like, oh, where did I – hold on. I think – was this on sale? Here, I have a coupon or like, oh, I forgot something back over there. Let me go get it. And meanwhile, the, the people working there are freaking out because the line is so long. It happened like four or five times that there was just these – just these inefficient shoppers going up there being like, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Excuse me, is this Target or Walmart? I'm, I forgot Dude, where I, which store I came in. This is, motherfucker, this is Marshalls. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you get guitars and amps, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, it's like a... Um, I know what Marshalls it's like is. A, just oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I just like making that joke a lot because everyone really immediately wants to tell me that's not what the store is at all. Like, they jump to it so fast. No, it's actually not about guitars whatsoever, Jeremy. Okay, all right. Bunch of fucking Marshall defenders out there. <laughs> I hate going into Marshalls. And I've, it's been like a thing in my life for so long because growing up, we lived right near Marshalls. So, like, anytime my mom wanted to go, she'd be like, all right, let's go. I'm like, I don't want to go fucking marshals they don't have any toys there i don't want to like go into a store if i can help it like that's my i just don't ever want to physically go into a store ever again jess was so anxious about having to go into gamestop she was buying her brother a gift card and was just like this i'm nervous like what they're gonna talk to us so much like it's fine i'm gonna be with you wearing my playstation sweatshirt i'll tell them i know what i'm doing because, you know, the last experience, they were just down our throats the entire time. Just like, I just want to get in and out. I don't want to live. But they were so busy that they were like, yep, yeah, please leave. All right, let's do this. Get the fuck out. Yeah, holiday shopping blows. Amazon lost all my dad's gifts. So uh, I don't know that they're lost, but they were not delivered yesterday. And they've delivered two other packages since. So I feel oh, like they're lost. Definitely lost. <laughs> Definitely lost. Man, you can get some cheap-ass games on Gamefly if you want to right now. Uh, for like for purchasing with money? For purchasing with money, yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda is $10. Damn. I got Kingdom Hearts 2 for really, really cheap there. That's when I first played it back way back in the day. You want a, I, you want, you want a copy of the original Destiny? <laughs> I can hook you up. $10. I, I have one. <laughs> Why did you buy Destiny? I bought Destiny day one did you really and i played 
it a lot. <laughs> um, I played it with Steve and our friend from New York who we knew from Tumblr. And the three of us were just like the three musketeers just staying up to like 2 a.m. on work nights. Like just, just crazy people. And then I stopped and I was like, I hate playing video games online with other people. I hate staying up late. <laughs> And I hate Destiny. <laughs> it ruins you for video games. No, none of those. I just was like, had this like brief moment where I was just having fun with my pals. And then was like, oh man, Destiny's not a part of this at all. Also, being social is incredibly difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of work involved. Mm-hmm. So it's I just never did that again. But yeah, I did play Destiny. Um. Destiny was okay. I like. I, I played. They did a demo of Destiny two um, that you could just download for free, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go check this thing out. It was just the beta that they released. Like it was exactly that, <laughs> except your sa- your progress like went over to the main game if you choose chose to bought it. Interesting. If you chose to buy it. Okay, and, uh, we're off to a bad start now. Yeah, this is good. I've never really eaten before <laughs> a podcast before, but I had dinner before this, so now I'm feeling uh-huh. very weird. Like I'm feeling kind of logy. Like I'm just like. Uh oh. Hmm. I even have the wrong fucking notes up on the screen. Jesus Christ, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sending you another one of the current progress in the shower, which looks way better. Shower does look pretty good. That niche, though. How many shampoo bottles do you get on the niche? Speaking of shampoo. I know. Are you a dirty boy today? I'm a dirty boy. I got some, like, scraps left over in my last bottle. Just fill that shit with water, homie. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> That's the easy way to do that. Come I got on. really oily hair. I've always had really oily hair because it's so thin. And, um, and it shows for sure. So I got to, like, really be clean. Just just put it up in a in a man bun and it's not long enough it. for that. Then it, it, is it not long enough or are you not trying hard enough? I bet I know. The I guess I'm not this. trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. Jess took all my hair ties, so I don't have the option anyway. <laughs> she she just takes all of your stuff. Yeah. She, dude, you she came over this weekend with like so many or, or it was the weekend before that. So many pairs of socks, so many t shirts that I didn't even remember that i owned mm-hmm. she just she had my whole wardrobe i was like girl <laughs> what is this what is going on i haven't listened to <laughs> i'm just assuming she brought back your, like your bush cds too at the same time like just a bunch of stuff that she didn't know i haven't listened to bush since 2014 <laughs> what the hell i haven't listened to strawberry field since that one time that i got high and had a bad trip <laughs> if i had known that you were such a thief I don't think I that song is that. named Strawberry Fields. I think it's no, named. No, I don't know. Is it Glycerin? That's the that's the one where they mentioned Strawberry Fields, I think, is Glycerin. I'm not I'm not really super up on the uh on the Bush trivia. Really? <laughs> I can come on. I can I can get us there if you want to. <laughs> yeah, take me there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know about their second album? It was very underappreciated. Lots of radio <laughs> Just, play, but the fans were very disappointed. Right I here it was like, technically I, an achievement. I, I, I want you to lay the most underappreciated Bush song <laughs> down right here. I don't know so, what that is. So everybody to actually, knows. You're going to have to make me go out and listen to that CD again because it's been so long since I've listened to that. I have no idea even what it would be. <laughs> what you? Uh, I don't know why. We, what you said about that reminded me of this this thing that we used to always talk about in high school was uh, Peter's dead brother's truck, and uh, Peter's, Peter was Peter's, Peter's dead, dead brother. Yeah, Peter's dead brother's truck. Okay. Um, so at Dylan's old house, you know, his mom's house, where his mom and his stepdad live, um, when we were in high school, we would hang out there. We would just hang out in, like in the backyard or whatever, like go on a side porch, like when his mom went to sleep, so we could like smoke cigarettes or whatever. 
And mm-hmm. um, his uh, his stepdad's brother passed away, and they just like he inherited the dude's pickup truck. And it was just the most bomb-ass sweet pickup truck of all time. It had, like, naked ladies showing titties on it. It had nice. just, like, lots of wild, like, vicious-looking dogs and, like, mm-hmm. like crazy, like, decals and, like, purple flames and, and hawk feathers on the inside of it. Shit was wild. And, and then instead of coming up with, like, a cool name for it, Dylan just called. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Peter's brother's truck. And he said it so many times that it, beca- it started getting really fast like that. So instead of saying, oh, yeah, that's Peter's brother's truck it just became peter's brother's truck like this fast little thing <laughs> which is like totally disrespectful but it was just such a bomb ass pickup truck oh yeah it's peter's brother's truck and it was haunted that's, it was that's a real haunted. difficult acronym too because it'd be <laughs> pdbt like nobody would know what we, the fuck you're saying we never even tried it you just had to get used to saying peter's brother's truck as fast as you could hold on let me just hit you with this real quick Excuse me. Hey, Jonathan, what's up? I'm going to be cutting some construction paper. Oh, Jonathan, you should, you should quiet this down a little bit. Your neighbors are listening. <laughs> some of those sounds. This legitimately is making me like it's 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 triggering my depression. It's really. This is I hate. This bullshit. I hate ASMR shit. I'm ASMR sorry. Jade does not bother me. I was about to say, I'm sorry about ASMR Jade. That doesn't you listen to like four and a half minutes of it when it comes out. I can deal with ASMR Jade because first of all, it's not serious. So even mm-hmm. if it does sound like ASMR, it's not serious. The the, the lady ASMR is not as bad because I, I guess lady voices aren't as bad to my ears. But man, this is this dude with his hairy arms. Oh, he's taking a sip of water. I just wanted to watch him cut construction paper. This sucks. He's just folding it for no fucking reason. What do you make a little paper paper boat there? Cut it. Cut that fucking paper. <laughs> Chris, are you okay? There he is. <laughs> are you you okay? Hold on, I'm almost done. <laughs> Alright, that's enough. He's like, yeah, I'm on a World of Warcraft fan site. Like, nice one, Supernatural. Um, he's on a World of Warcraft fan site because dragons. Are there dragons in World of Warcraft? Yeah, there's dragons in World of Warcraft. Well, like, because I played World of Warcraft 1, 2, and probably a little, little bit of pieces of 3. Like, they're... I don't remember there being like straight up dragons. Okay, though. that's Warcraft. All right, World of Warcraft is is a whole different universe, my it's friend. This, what do you mean it's a whole? Di- the games are separate. Are you serious? <laughs> okay, well, no, they are all in the same canon. But there's dragons. There's dragons all over the all, all over World of Warcraft. There were never any dragons in, conversation. The, in, in, in the RTS games. I promise you that. Yeah, I don't remember any any in the uh, in the RTS games actually. I'm just gonna Google. Uh, what was it? Warcraft. Yeah, dragons. Oh, well, they're all named. Oh, and they all just they look like know. dudes. Oh, they turn into dudes. <laughs> oh, these are the dumbest names, Chris. These are... D- what are the names? I don't think I remember any of them. Um, 
they don't just list them. Mature dragons, dragon aspects. Here, here we go. Uh, Nas Dormu, the timeless one. For sure, for sure. Alexstrasza, the life bender. Alexstrasza, I do know. I'm familiar with Alexstrasza. Uh, Ysera, or Sura, the awakened. Okay. Molly goes the spillweaver. Interesting. Is, interesting. <laughs> sorry, Molly goes. That's just yep. really bad. Yep. Uh, think, Calicos, I think. Uh, yep, Calicos. Peter Strip of the Strock is on there. Um, okay. Notharion, Deathwing. Oh, Deathwing, of course. Of course, Deathwing. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a dragon and it's not named Deathwing, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, these names are dumb. Mm-hmm. So this is what so Sam you, is looking at. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's looking at the page that I just read. So... <laughs> supernatural witches canyon i carve crosses into mine let the power of the lord work through them crosses sam asked dean slapped the wheel he's making them into homemade dum-dums dummy cut an x into the lead and the slug explodes on impact it's the oldest trick in the book but if they're spirits or reanimated dead or whatever why would exploding bullets work any better than regular ones sam asked good point sam maybe it's the crosses themselves the symbolism of those that's that's stopping them all I know is it works, Baird said. Who is Baird? I still feel more comfortable with rock salt, Sam said. But whatever they are, but whatever they are, Dean, if we can shoot them, we can beat them. If we can believe Grandpa Munster here, Dan, <laughs> Dean said. Where are we going, Baird? That house with the pointy roof, Baird said. He was heading in there last time I saw him. So that's where he's looking for his victim. Right where the sheriff's people will be, Dean said. Unless they're already moved on, Sam said. They're looking for Mr. Baird. Not whoever it is he saw. Even if they see the killer, they won't. This part's not funny. Try a different part. There's a oh, wow. There's interesting amount of flashbacks in these. Chapter twenty-eight. Where did he teach? Sam asked. Here in town. Baird gazed over the car window as they cruised quiet, as they cruised the quiet streets of Cedar Wells. A couple of times they saw people carrying guns and had to watch them for a minute or two, long enough to make sure they weren't flickering and didn't have any visible fatal wounds before deciding they were real people and not a threat. I did the same thing. No, Baird said finally after waiting so long that Sam couldn't remember for a second what he had asked. No, he had a little schoolhouse on the ranch itself. There were a dozen of us kids most times that needed schooling, so they took care of it right there, too far to come into town from school. I don't really know what's going on here. How far? Why is Sam asking this? You know what? This is not. This is not fun. I'm just gonna stop because there's nothing funny enough happening right now. 